everybody. It is Tuesday, July 22nd, and we are back with yet another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brent Smith, joined by Michael Miller, and Daniel Yelverton is still on vacation Jerk. with his family. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, to fill in that third slot, as we did last week with our friend Mark Watson, this week we have our friend Jordan English. Say hello to everybody, if you would. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Perfect. I yeah, like it. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we do that just so people can hear your voice, get to know who you are. Um, and Jordan is... Uh, as, as we've discussed before, Michael and I are both Blanchester boy, boys, born and raised. Jordan is as well, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, just in general, your life, whatever. Doesn't have to be too long. This it is a job to interview depth, now. So, man, yeah. I mean, where, where, where do I start? Um, <laughs> what are your deepest desires for life? <laughs> oh, gee. Uh, man. Man, yeah. Where do I start again? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm from Blanchester. I'm born and raised here, and my parents are both also born and raised here, and uh and I graduated here. Um, uh, some would say I'm kind of a young guy compared to you guys. I graduated hey, in hey, 03. You are. You know? hey. I'm not oh. saying that gray in your beard is making you old or anything. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I uh, born and raised here. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, about me, um, as I was coming out of high school, and everyone gets to this point in, in their life, I was actually just talking about uh, to the, uh, my sister about this. Uh, the other day, uh, she's a couple years out of high school, and it's like, well, you know, back in high school, they really push you, and what are you going to do with your life? And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't really know at all what I was going to do with my life, and I thought, you know, I'm going to have to pay my way, own way through school, so why, why would I go out, get an education, invest all this money in something that I don't even know that I want to do? Yeah. So, exactly. you know, I kind of figured, well, if I can at least find a job, you know, making enough money to do something. I was living with my parents. I didn't need money for anything other than the car payment for the car that I probably really didn't need to have anyway. So I went out and, you know, got the job. And in the meantime, just really prayed about, you know, where is it that God would have me go? What am I going to do? Uh, I was really interested in music, but I was not a good musician. So it was like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, you play, you play bass, right? I, I had played the bass at one point because it's the easiest thing to learn, you know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so, you know, there's one in a million bassists out there. Um, but, you know, before that, I played trombone in, in a marching band and stuff in, in high school. So that was all good and well. But I realized that, you know, music really wasn't my thing, but I wanted to be somewhere involved in it. And a buddy of mine says, you know, why don't you go in the radio? And I was like, no, I don't, want to, I don't want to do anything with radio. Well, then I wound up being in radio for about 10 years. Yeah. So uh, I actually went down and interned at uh, uh, 93.3 WKW here in, in Cincinnati mm -hmm. and uh, was there for a couple of years. And met uh who's now my wife uh she's from tampa florida so i was down there uh, i wound up moving down to to tampa got a job with a radio station down there christian radio station with uh salem communications which is the largest uh, christian radio organization in the world and uh, we had five radio stations there and i worked there for uh, about 12 years or no 10 years i've worked there for about 10 years sure so and then um you know, shortly thereafter, uh, my wife and I went out on our own, started our own business, and and that's what we did now. That's what we we came back here back in December to Blanchester, where my wife for the first time, and and we dye yarn now. So she she dyes yarn, and I help her run the business. And so you guys work out of your home, right? We work out of our home. Yeah. Yeah. So what called you back to Blanchester? You know, when I left here, I really always figured I would come back. 
And I would say a couple of years ago, I pretty much figured I'm not going to come back. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was something I had to come to accept. I wasn't going to come back here. And it was like, it was a devastating thing, but then I got over it. And then, you know, the doors kind of opened up and it was like, Hey, you know, we could go to Blanchester and like, I don't want to now. (laughs) I don't think that's the right place for us. And Well, here we are. So uh, we live right outside of there, Blanchester there now. Like there's several turns in the story that was like, well, we didn't, didn't want to, and this happened. You know? Yeah, no. And I, I didn't w- want to be in radio, and then I did you know, 12 years yeah. of radio. You know, it, it, nice. you know, to a degree, it's really uh, when you when you follow after what, what God has planned for you, sometimes it's... Uh, it's easier to accept than you trying to do something that, that's, that God really doesn't want you to do. Yeah. So absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I wish that um, part of your story there. I wish that kids in high school like knew that like they didn't have the pressure of you've got to know what you're going to do when you graduate high school. Right. Because I got a um, a soccer scholarship to just a small college down the road, and it was a full scholarship. So I was like, okay, school's paid for. I'm going to go. But I had no idea why I was there. Right. So I ended up flunking out basically because I never went to class because I didn't know why I was going to class because I didn't know what I was supposed to be studying to do what I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I ended up like you did. I, I just said, okay, I'm done with school for now, at least until I figure out what I want to do. And then started working full time. And then that led me to other things that have led me here today. And I've never gone back to college. I kind of wish that I would have, but I still never knew what I wanted to do and what I've wanted to do never seemed to be something that I could go to school for really and get a degree and have success with it. So it's yeah. funny as, as, as this scripture, I'm sorry, I, I no, went to the scripture already, you know, but, yeah. but as, as, <laughs> as Paul is talking to Timothy and mentoring him, yeah. like it makes you wonder like what kind of mentor would Paul be today? You know, cause uh, that's something that I, that I've learned with, like with what you guys are talking about with careers and such. Yeah. I have this education, but education doesn't matter without experience, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that's something that we need is mm-hmm. mentors like, like how Timothy had, because who's there to tell you if you don't have a mentor, I mean, you, you go about life floating through it, trying to figure things out. We make mistakes yeah. and, and, and I'm there too. I, I have this, this grand education and my, and my experience doesn't line up to where I'm trying to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's, it's an interesting thing. I think mentors are, are really important. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's actually true. It's actually something I was reading about uh, recently about how, you know, when you're trying to, because, you know, the three of us, we grew up here in Blanchester. And one of the, the things about Blanchester is that, well, you know, how, how are you, you got to get out of town. You got to get out of Blanchester. And how are you going to get yeah. out of Blanchester? You know, it's like you're starting, you know, kind of from behind. Yeah. And and one of the things that the, the book was going on, it wasn't a Christian book, but it was just a you know, guy talking about, it was a su- stories of success and how sure. successful people have come along. But success has come out of small towns. Success has come out of, you know, regular nobody people you know and the 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 number one thing they all had in common was someone who would help them move along someone that would come along and say Mm -hmm. hey i've been there yeah i know what it looks like i can help you i can you know just just take my hand i'll lead the way and that's it and and you know and i had that you know here in cincinnati the radio station all it took was for me to have the willingness to go down to the radio station and say hi i'd like to work here now they almost kicked me out, but I I wound up working there, you know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things of of having that willingness, and and then just kind of sticking around and seeing what God has planned. 
Yeah. And I think too, like we, I think we just talked a little bit on the last podcast about how God's getting removed from society in a lot of ways. And I think that that ties into a lot of the lacking of mentorship these days, because what is mentorship? It's discipleship. It's, it's something that's ingrained in Christian faith and in the culture of it. And as that culture is taken out of society, you see less and less people mentoring other people and bringing them up and showing them the the healthy ways to live and how to be successful Agreed. and how to succeed. Well, and since we're talking, let's let's get into this because yeah. that's that's kind of what this is about. Because <laughs> so, like Second Timothy, what it is. So I'll, I'll be upfront first. There's what do you say? What what it is? What it is is what it is. is. <laughs> what it is, is. So what, it's two things. It's well, it depends on who you ask. So I'll give you two versions of what people think this is. Yeah. One is what most like evangelical Christians believe, right? That, that second Timothy is a personal letter mm-hmm. from Paul to Timothy. Timothy is like, like Paul's almost like a spiritual kid, right? Yeah. They have a very close relationship. And we, like we were talking about the word mentor, that's exactly what Paul was to Timothy. Mm-hmm. So, so Timothy, he's, he's been like this missionary pastor. He pastored Ephesus and other places. And, and so Paul is writing him and this, and this is like, Paul's last testament almost. I mean, Paul knows that he's going to die. Yeah. And um, imagine if you were writing your your son or your daughter, right? Knowing that you're going to die soon. The kinds of things that you would write, the kind of personal nature yeah. that that letter would be. Like you would be writing some of the most important things to you. Yeah. And that's and and some of that is what this is about. It's it's like a father writing his son and, and guiding him in things and spiritual things. So that's what most of us believe that this is about. There are some who believe that this was a protege of Paul that wrote this under oh. Paul's name mm-hmm. and that, that there may have been letters to, from Paul to Timothy, things that were included in this and that, and that it may have been like, so, so like background to that idea. We look at discipleship a little bit different now than, than the way discipleship worked then and mm-hmm. in, in, in the Jewish faith you would have kids would go to like a uh, school where they memorize the Torah and then they would the, the the best kids that memorize the Torah that did really awesome they could go to a lot what, be, what would be like a high school mm-hmm. where they did more interpretation of the Torah right so it's all Torah 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 right so then what ends up happening is the the cream of the crop rise up and if, if they if they're called they they can follow a rabbi and be like one of his 12 disciples. And then what happens from there is the people that kind of move through that program, they become rabbis themselves and they pick the cream of the crop mm-hmm. and they have disciples. Jesus flipped the script on this because mm-hmm. he was called rabbi. That means I would assume that he went through something similar, but we're not 100% positive. Yeah. But like the Pharisees called him rabbi, so I would assume that he went through something like that. So what happens is Jesus picks just 12 dudes. Like they didn't go through all this. He yeah, picks some guys were that not were the cream of the crop. Yeah, he picks guys <laughs> that are fishing. But but the point the point isn't who who he picks. What I'm trying to say is, uh, rabbis, teachers, pastors, whatever you want to call them, they tended to have dudes that followed them that were that they were very close with. Mm-hmm. Paul probably had that too. Timothy was probably one of them. That doesn't right. mean that they're like ducks in a row, but guys that he really mentored. And and it's and some people believe that maybe that group wrote this on Paul's behalf to have to kind of close his story, hmm. put in some of the, of the history, put in some of the things that he taught them. He poured it into after and he then had died after he had died hmm. T- to be honest, that's hmm. what 
um, the majority of scholars, and, and you guys at home, you can see my quotes, my air quotes, yeah. you know, that's what the majority <laughs> of, of scholars think. Um, I mean, who knows? But but what, what I what I do see here, I, I tend to think that this is a personal letter from Paul. Right. And and the reason why I mention this stuff is, you know, because some of you guys, when you're reading this, you're going to go look in Wikipedia and you're going to see all this stuff about the authorship. And so I figured I would tell you before, you know, you find that stuff out on your own. That way you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about here. Yeah. But, but no, I, I think it's Paul writing Timothy. And one of the things that people say when they try to claim that this is from someone else is that the letter is different than other than Paul's other letters. Well, of course it's different. Yeah. When you... <laughs> If I if I were to write my little brother a, a letter, it's going to be very different than a sermon that I would prepare to preach. Right. So the the words are going to be different depending on your audience. And this is, and this isn't just this isn't Titus, this is Timothy. Yeah. This is so it's very it's extra personal. So some of the language is going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely extra personal. Because I mean, it, if you're writing just a letter to a friend, that's one thing. But if you're about to die and you know it and you're going to write to your child that's going to be different even though it's a very personal letter still it's very different so yeah i i hadn't heard that actually that people think that some of his disciples maybe came together and wrote a final letter for him but and and here's another thing so everybody take a deep breath if i'm wrong and if this is written by you know some protégés of paul Mm -hmm. so what right so what I believe that this is inspired writing regardless of who writes it. See, that's something that we have to realize when we look at Scripture. Um, it, the, the, the details are the details. It's not, it's not about... <laughs> it's, it's not about like our tradition and that we have to have it a certain way. Look at what this thing says. This is good work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the folks in, in the Council of Nicaea and, and after that, they decided that this was a good work that should be included in Scripture, and I think it's a good work, yeah. regardless of whether Paul wrote it or not. I tend to think that he did, but it, it's, not a, it's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So it, it, even if Paul didn't write it, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, it's a, good, it's a good work. Yeah. All right. Well, that will give us more than enough context. <laughs> Uh, and not in like a bad way that you sure, Brent. I don't yeah. mean you no talked problem. for a long time, but like literally, that's that's really deep. That's that's good knowledge to have going into this. Um, so we'll go ahead and get into today's scripture reading. Today's chapter of the day is Second Timothy three, and this is that chapter from the Dwell app. And we will be right back. But understand this: that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. 
Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay, guys, that was our scripture of the day, 2 Timothy 3 from the Dwell app. What do you guys want to get into? What is anything that stood out to you guys, etc.? Well, I, I would say for starters, one of the things that uh, Mike and I, we talked about uh, earlier um, was you you were talking about how, um, shoot, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I was saying that the how, um, how like it was excruciating for me. It was like devastating for me. To think, you know, what what if Paul didn't write this? You know what I mean? So right. I mean, we, we we had talked about that before. Like, and I'm just being honest. Like, that was when I when I went to seminary, and I learned that there were questions, but I never questioned this stuff. You know, right? And this for the first time for me is where I questioned the Bible, and I'm like, oh man, you know, what what do I do? You know, right? So so I guess my my thought would be is what if you you know you kind of play that backwards? What why is it that that um, had kind of messed with your mind so much? Yeah, the reason why is it, it really comes back to like this this chapter, you know, because mm. uh, that that Second Timothy three sixteen about how all all scripture is is you know, God breathed. Yeah. So like my in my mind I'm like, what if this shouldn't have been in the Bible? Mm. So like, what do I do with this? Like, what what if, what if this is not Paul, and 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 what if what if we should just throw this whole thing out? Mm-hmm. And then and then you get this domino effect. Well, if this isn't legit, then this verse isn't legit. Right. Then what do I do with my entire faith? And and I realized that I got to a point where I was worshiping the words of God instead of worshiping God itself. I actually mm-hmm. got to a point mm-hmm. where. I let the Bible itself become an idol. It this sounds really weird because we need the Bible. We need to study it. I think a lot of people do that, though. We've addressed that before in, yeah. in um, sanctuary and sermons and stuff like that. So, so, But what I had to come to realize is that God, God's inspiration 
is there regardless of who the author is. I, I don't think that, that St. John wrote Revelation. I think it's a guy that, we, that, that some of us like to call John of Patmos. We think it might have been a different John. That doesn't change my opinion on Revelation. Right. I would say when you know who the author of the book is, especially with Paul, like we know a lot about Paul's background. Um, you know, we could say, you know, well, we know that obviously Paul was well, well-trained, well-versed as a, uh, as a, as a Jewish guy, as a Jewish teacher. Yes. And, uh, he, he knew that the letter of the law, uh, you know, so when he's more talking about, you know, that relationship of, of Christianity and, and Judaism and what's been the tradition and why we're kind of going against the tradition now, you know, so certainly there's a, there's an aid in knowing, who wrote it, but at the end of the day, I've never really been personally one who's looked at who's written it just merely because um, I don't really care. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. certainly as I've as I've grown more in in my learning of the Bible, I, I certainly I, I know more about Paul now. So now when I read something, I go, oh well, I know Paul wrote that. It helps me it understand a little more yeah. about it. Right? It's a, it's a little bit deeper uh, and knowing where Paul comes from. But, um, you know, certainly, you know, who wrote Revelation? I don't know that that really, to me, matters all that much. And and with context, like, let's imagine it the other way. Let's imagine that this isn't a Pauline work. And and bring this, like, to real life, okay? Let's say the three of us in here, we have someone that we really respect, right? And and maybe he's communicated some things to us Mm -hmm. that, that, that were from God. And, and the Spirit leads us to write. Now, then this was the style in which they would use to record that. Like they wouldn't have a Paul biography. What they would do is they would continue his work. Like Paul, this is something that they would have expected Paul to do. So, so that's something that could have happened, that the Spirit could have led them to write in the style that they, would, that, that they wrote in that day to remember Paul. So the point is, is that even if that happened, it's still good and it's still scripture. Right. And, and I, I don't believe that like the way that, that the scripture was written is that God whispered into people's ears each word. There are people that believe that and that's fine. But I think that God inspired this and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me who he inspired. I just believe that God inspired this. Yeah, he inspires right. and guides through that time. And so there's a little bit of a difference too in Old Testament and New Testament with that because in Old Testament you have... <laughs> God literally speaking to people, and then you have whoever chose to put that in the Torah, right? Yes. So then after that, after Jesus came, you have Pentecost, you have the Holy Spirit arriving on the scene, right? And the Holy Spirit now is within every one of us and guides us and inspires us. So I think there's a part of it that comes in that is just faith, faith in God and faith in who God is and who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. because... It doesn't matter who wrote it. If the Holy Spirit's leading him, it's the Holy Spirit writing it. You know what I mean? But then on top of that, the people that chose the books to be included in the Bible, that's a pretty important thing for the whole God thing. (laughs) So I would hope that, and I would have faith that the Holy Spirit led them in their (laughs) decision-making process. And we could do another podcast on that. Yeah, and and that God would tell them which ones to put in the Bible. So all of the arguments for... Because I've heard a lot of people say, well, the Bible's wrong, or this this thing wasn't that, and that shouldn't have been in the Bible, and they picked and choose, and they left things out or whatever. I 
I believe that what's in the Bible is what's supposed to be in the Bible because God wanted it, and through the Holy Spirit, he guided the people that chose to put this together. And even translations. I mean, in the end of translations, yes, it's been translated a bunch of times, and people will argue, well, the Bible, it's just whatever. It's not even really what it was supposed to say in the beginning. It's whatever some guy decided that he wanted it to say in the translation. No, I still believe that the Holy Spirit works through that, and we're being told today what it was that God wanted us to hear. Right. What yeah. it is that God wants us to hear. So, um, yeah. So there's that whole level to it as well. Well, all right. So you mentioned bringing the Old Testament into this discussion. That's important mm-hmm. because that's another thing when we get back to that 316 about all scripture. Another thing, I want, I want to say something clear first so people don't misunderstand me. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I want to be misquoted, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull up Facebook real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I believe that the New Testament is inspired by God, okay? What? I believe the New Testament is inspired by God. I want to say that twice so you you hear this clearly. However, I don't think this particular scripture is talking about that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why. Some of the scripture hadn't been written when this was written, right? Fair point. So there are some things that that he can't be talking about because it wasn't penned yet. And the scripture hadn't been decided upon at this point. It was like almost 300 years later that that people in the Council of Nicaea just started to really you know, put it down on paper, which of these things are canonized. Yeah. So, so he couldn't have been talking about what we call a Bible or what we call scripture. However, you know, Peter does say that he thinks that he, he, we see it recorded that he believes that what Paul wrote is equal to scripture. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this gets complicated, but I think you have to look at the, the greater context. Again, this is from, this is my perspective, believing that Paul did write this, Mm -hmm. right? Paul's writing to Timothy how important scripture is. And I think this is clearing up a major misconception about Paul. Like the Paul, like when you read Galatians, it seems like Paul's really poo pooing the old Testament sometimes. Like he says like, Hey, you know, the people that are accusing me and accusing you of, of calling for the circumcision. I hope that they emasculate themselves. Yeah. Like when he talks about old Testament scripture, (laughs) he makes it very clear that we are not held under the law. So that's that can be problematic, okay? Mm-hmm. So here, he 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 says, look, though he's been preaching about how there's some things that the scriptures fulfilled, and I'm sure that there are rumors about what Paul thinks. He's like, look, Timothy, scripture's good. It's good for reproach. It's good for teaching. Yeah. It it and and we see like in the road to Emmaus, Jesus says like, hey, <laughs> the scripture shows me. Yeah. The Old Testament scripture, it leads to me. So I think Paul is making something very clear that in some of his other writings can sound to be confusing. He's not saying that we can just take the Old Testament and just throw it away and it's useless because you know, we've got this revelation of Jesus. That all of that, it's, it's like a story that points to Jesus and, that's, and, and our history is very important. So I think he's saying here, study that. Don't hear these naysayers. That are, that are that that are saying things about me. No, Scripture's good. Yeah. So I think that's really what Paul's hitting on this. Yeah. And you talk about um, uh, making the word an idol. It always blows my mind because you forget that for the first however long, three hundred years or whatever after Jesus, they didn't have the Bible to look at for all these things. So that just goes to show you that if is the Word of God extremely important? Yes, it is. Is the Bible extremely important? Yes, it is. But it's not everything because you didn't have that for the first 300 years of the church. So it's extremely important to have 
the Bible, the Word of God, paired with relationship with God and the Holy Spirit and have Him in your life every day, guiding you and leading you, um, because it can be easy to make the Bible an idol, to, to focus so, so much on that. So, Jordan, quick plug, okay? Okay. And E-Kids. <laughs> right. No joke, this is perfect. In E-Kids, in August, we are going to be going over, like the theme for the month is going to be about the Bible and what the Bible is. Mm-hmm. So all of our kids that are back here at E-Kids, and all of you listening that have kids that go to this church, um, ask your kids about the Bible in August. So some of the things that we're talking about, let's see what services, and let's see what your kids learn about the Bible. Um, because obviously, the, like we're, ta- we're saying, the Bible is important. Yeah, absolutely right. And we want our kids to understand how important the Bible is. So if you're listening, understanding that that balance of, of you know idolizing the Bible compared to like worshiping God, like knowing that it's a resource that helps us connect to God, let's talk to our kids about that at, at their level and their language. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, verse 16, obviously, is kind of the big verse in this chapter. Um, do you think that it's wrong uh, to kind of pluck this out of the context and hang your hat on <laughs> the fact that you know, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. I mean, because obviously within context, he's, he's telling Timothy that, hey, you know, you can, you can hang your hat on, on, on Scripture. You can, you know, use this for, for teaching and for correction. You know, it, there, there's obviously that part there. And as you said, he, you know, when he wrote this, there was no compilation of the New Testament, right. you know, but do you think that it's wrong to, to pull that out and say, hey, you know, all Scripture is given by God? That's a great question, and, and I have a controversial answer, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> one, thing that, one thing that bothers me, and I've said it on a podcast before, in general, is verse picking. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk, context is key. We talk that all the time. It seems like every week. You know, if you, if you watch... And I'm not going to go political too much, but just barely, right? <laughs> if you watch a comedian, normally, if you watch a comedian today, sure, <laughs> they'll take a, a, a sentence from something that the president says, mm-hmm. and they'll take it out of its context, and they'll, and they'll paint. Now, look, I'm a believer that he says some crazy things, okay? Sure. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say that he's perfect. He never says dumb things. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that people will take... Him or, or or on the opposite opposite side of like, you know, AOC, whatever she says. Like yeah. people will take a sentence out of what they say and they'll write an entire article based upon a sentence and that sentence is taken completely out of context. Yeah. And it paints that person in the wrong light. But yeah. it looks good on a meme. Yes. <laughs> okay. And and I and think it spreads like wildfire. And right. I think what yeah. Christianity Christianity did memes before there were memes. <laughs> we verse picked. Like right. for centuries, what we'll do is we'll take our favorite sentence, a great example. And I've said again, I said it before here, but I just think this is a great example. I think it's in Luke four, um I could be wrong, but where that there's a temptation of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so Within there, there's a sentence that says something to the effect of, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these things. No joke, someone that wasn't paying enough attention put on one of those Christian calendars that you flip through the day and there's like an inspirational verse. And it said, you know, quote, Luke 4, whatever verse, you know, if you if you follow me, I'll give you everything or I'll yeah. give you all these things. It's six. Oh. It, the devil said to him, I will give you the splint, their splendor and all this authority because it has been given over to me and I can give it to anyone I want. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. Right. And it might, might have been in Matthew where the, where the, it's it's I said or, or, or mm. like without saying that Satan's name or saying devil. Yeah. The, the point is, is that if you just take that sentence like, oh, God will give me anything that I want as long as I follow him. This is awesome. This is great news. Yay me. Yeah. Right. 
But if you look at it in context, <laughs> it's Satan that's saying that to Jesus. Right. So we have to be very careful not to just look at a sentence and, and like, you know, and, and, and I, I grew sorry, man, this stuff just gets me, Jordan. <laughs> I, you know, I grew, I, I grew up in churches where that's how you, and I've done it myself, that's how you assemble sermons. You, right, you right. take a sentence mm. and you and you find other sentences in the Bible like that, and you put three points and and you and you find verses that support it. So you pick your favorite. I'm using lots of hand motions, you know, so you guys can see. But you pick all these things out, and you make a sermon out of it, and and you're just doing nothing but but you know misguiding people by picking sentences out of context. Yeah. Right, context is a big thing. Oh, sorry, you got me on a tangent, man. No, I mean the Bible is <laughs> the Bible is there to give us historical context. It's also there to give us instruction and to give us things from people's experience that they've had with the Holy Spirit and that they've had with God. So it is extremely important, but it is massively important that you know the context. And that's why it's so important that we as believers study the Word. I mean, that's I've grown so much through doing this podcast for the last two, two and a half years, whatever it's been, um, because of conversations with you, because of conversations with Daniel and other people that we've had on here. Um, you know, one of the biggest things is therefore, right? That we talk yeah. about all the time. If, if a chapter starts or a verse starts with therefore, you need to go back and figure out what they're talking about. And good luck with Paul. Right. <laughs> to find out what therefore is there for. Yeah, yeah. You might have to read the previous book. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so it's highly important, and it, it is uh, an extremely important piece of, of who we are and what we do. All right, Jordan, so I know that, we're, that you know, we're going a little bit long, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> we, we really hit the second half of this chapter. But the first half's really interesting. So I want to know, Jordan, what do you think about the idea of the last days mm-hmm. and how things are getting worse? Like you see all this That's list of things. That's where going to take us, yeah. Um, okay. What, what do you think about that? I mean, just any well, any thoughts, any observations? You know, uh, to be honest with you, this is something that has bugged me that a lot of Christians these days will look at, say, you know, well, you know, we're, we're coming up on the end of days. So what does it matter anyway? You know, everything's just going to hell in a handbasket, so we'll just let it go. Yeah. Well, I'm not one to, to say that that's, you know, I mean, you know, that, let's go back, uh, you know, a few hundred years, and we could say, well, really, there was no reason in founding America. We could have just stayed in Europe and let it all die. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, Christians are under persecution there. I mean, why not just let it go? Um, so I, I think that there's certainly, there's something to that. I, I think to a degree as well, when you talk about this... Um, Let's just call it this large experiment that God's doing with us all here. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like you know, <laughs> when, when you when you really look at uh, a timeline, I, I don't know that God had said, you know what, this day right here is the day that we're calling quits. I almost feel like He's going, you know what, we're going to let it play out. We'll see what happens. But this is what happens in the final days. Mm-hmm. So you know, precaution. That's my thoughts. I wonder about the progression. Like I wonder. When he says last days, I mean, is Paul talking about what what seemed to be in his lifetime, like the 70 AD thing about, you know, how how um, you know, the temple is destroyed and how Jews were persecuted, Christians were persecuted. There was a big war, the Roman Jewish war, you know, like I, I wonder if he was talking about those last days or if he's talking about like what we tend to think in evangelical Christianity, like, you know, Jesus coming back last days. Or like the whole span of time? Is it is it like mm. is it going to get this way like a year before you know the end of, of days? Yeah. Or is it, or are we in the last days now? Have we been in the last days for the last two thousand years? Right. Um. I don't know, there's lots of opinions on that, and to be honest, I don't know. I have I have no idea what to do 
That's why I default to you guys on well, this one. What? Perspective. Perspective. <laughs> yeah. you, you just don't know. I mean, and, and we can say, you know, well, we kind of know what's happened looking back. Uh, Paul could say the same thing, you know, looking back. Um, but in the whole idea as to when Jesus was going to come back, I, I would say that he probably thought by now it was going to happen. Oh, sure. I mean, I would almost venture to think that he probably thought it was going to happen while he was still alive. Uh, I mean, the guy was on fire. The guy obviously felt like he had a limited time to get a lot of things done. So, you know, I think that to a degree on a sidestep, that's, you know, part of the other problem with a lot of Christians today. There's no, no fire being felt about, you know, hey, well, you only have so much time. Right. Yeah. To do something. Yeah, and I think, you know, you probably don't know this, Jordan, but uh, Michael and I and Daniel, we've gone through Revelation a few times on here, and I'm okay. I'm a big fan of the book of Revelation. I've studied it quite a bit, and I've, I've read books about it, things. Um, but it's just interesting to me because, you know, these, these determining factors on in the last days that are uh, in verses 1 through 9 at the beginning of this chapter says, you know, uh, and I won't read the whole thing, but I'll kind of hit the highlights here. It says, but know this, hard times will come in the last days. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, uh, irreconcilable, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, all these things. People have done that since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. you know? So... Right. Does it seem that in society there might be more of that? Yes. Does it seem to be progressive? Yes. But who are we to say when it reaches that level that it's, okay, it's time. It's time for Jesus to come back. Right. Well, I mean, when I was in high school, it was a lot worse than it is now. I mean, that's the perspective thing. That's what everyone nice. says. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a lot worse than it was. You know, the politics are great when I was young. Now it's getting bad. Right. But I mean, if you talk to somebody who was 70 when we were in high school, they're like, Mo, it's got to be because when I was in high school back in the 30s or whatever, it's so much worse today, right? Right, and everybody listened to the parents. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. Perspective definitely cha- definitely changes this. And you know, when we start talking about all these things, and as Brent said, that it's always been this way, um, I, I guess is it a matter of is, is Paul saying that it's going to get worse or is he saying this is how it is? So I, I, guess, when, I guess a better question is, what is Timothy's application of this and what is our application of this? Mm-hmm. And, and I would say that to both Timothy and to us, this is a warning that, and, and as he continues in this chapter, that we're going to have difficulty. I think both Timothy and I think, we're, I think we've been in the last days for a long time mm-hmm. because he was writing this to Timothy. This was, you know what I'm saying? So th- this is something that he felt that Timothy needed. Mm-hmm. So, Timothy's being warned. There are some bad folks out there. Be aware of it, you know, and, and watch what you do. Watch, you know, how, how you are. And I'm not saying don't associate with bad people. That's not what I mean. But like, take care of yourself. Be smart because there are people that are arrogant. There are people that are godless, you know, people that are selfish, people that are lovers of money and um, they'll persecute you. They'll hurt you. So son, this is again, he's talking to like his spiritual son, be aware of this stuff. This is the kind of stuff, Brent, that, that we would tell our boys. Right. I mean, if, if we were about to die, we would tell our boys, you know, I'd be like, Christian and Noah, watch out for people that are out to scam you. Mm-hmm. Watch out for people who are godless and, and, and will lead you in the wrong direction. Right. Boys, you know, watch out for these people, you know. And we would tell them how to have wisdom 
to watch out for those people. And that's why he gets and into the scripture that's the Bible. Stuff. Yeah, that's yes. the scripture. That's the wisdom. That's the, the knowledge and the history and the context that we need for our lives. And again, this is the reason why I think that Paul wrote this, because that makes so much sense. If you are writing to, some, to someone that you love, mm-hmm. these are the kinds of things you would tell them. This is not the kind of thing that you go back and you write about someone else's relationship. This is too personal. This is, son, watch out for these bad guys. And you know what? To make sure you're going in the right direction— Read scriptures. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I would say, too, the other application that I take from that that I believe is very important for us, Jordan touched on a little while ago where he was talking about Christians nowadays. They look at it and they say, we're in the last days. It's getting really bad. What's the point? Well, the point is that we aren't called as believers to just hang out and go with the flow. We're called as believers to do in uh, verse 12 of this chapter is, in fact, all who want to live a godly life in Jesus will be persecuted. That tells me... You're not going to be very persecuted if you're just hanging out and letting things happen. You're going to be persecuted if you continue to push forward and you continue to be an active piece of the kingdom of God in this world. And that is our mission. No matter what it looks like, no matter how dark it is, we are called in our lives every day to continue to push forward, to continue to introduce people to Jesus, to continue to worship him, and to continue to spread his kingdom with all that we can. I talked about um, Revelation, some of the stuff that I've read in the past, but... um, the books that I've talked about before that I love, that a lot of you have probably heard of already, the Left Behind series, it's it's nowhere near factual, but it's based upon what a lot of scholars believe things may play out as in the end times if you believe in the futurist version of end times and, and yeah. uh, revelation and all that kind of stuff. But one thing that I love about those books is that every single character in there, I mean, they're in the the tribulation and the great tribulation like it's happening antichrist is on earth he's ruling um and then he comes back and it's satan incarnate in the body it's horrible it's the worst seven-year period on earth that you can ever imagine but what did they do they didn't just find a hole and hang out in it they continued to push forward right and and i just love that that inspires me so massively that's why i love those books so much like yes in the darkest times we're still called to take take um solace and faith and find courage in Jesus and the Holy Spirit and who God is and continue to push forward. And that's what Paul did in his life. That's why he ended up in prison, because he continued to push forward no matter what was happening, Great because point. his call was so much stronger than just, okay, you've done enough. Chill out now. You know, Don't go to jail again. You finally got out of, out of prison. <laughs> now, just, now just live and then die as an old man. You know, No, he just continued to press forward and press forward. And no matter where we are in history, that's what our call is to do. So <laughs> you summed it up. <laughs> well, there we go. Well, let's um, we have run a little bit long today, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, Michael, would you pray for us to finish out? Sure. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we um, I thank you for friends. Uh, thank you for this podcast and thank you for our listeners. Um, it's it's and I thank you for the Bible that that we have scripture that we can talk over and, and we can hang out and 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 just discuss these things. It's just a, a beautiful gift that you've given us that we have scripture to, to learn from. And I ask that you would help us to be like Timothy, or at least like Timothy's being encouraged to be, that, that we could read the scriptures and we can we can learn from it, we can take from it, and that, and that you and your spirit can just change our lives through it. That all these bad things that, that we saw in this chapter, that we know that these things are out there, we know that people are out there that can hurt us and harm us and persecute us. But if we just stay grounded in, in what you've said, that, that we can live a better life. 
and that we can we can reach our, our friends and our family and our, our communities and we can make a difference and we can do all that in your name. And Lord, that's that's what we ask. As we go, Lord, we ask that you could just work through us because of what we've learned in the scriptures. So Lord, we do love you and we thank you for all these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Jordan, thank you very much for being here today. Thanks for taking part in the conversation. Yeah, If if you ever want to come back, let us know, um, because we're always looking for guests and people to come share in the conversation with us. So thank you very much for coming. So um, everybody out there, I'll just make this a quick and a short one today. But um, we thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, Spread the word. Uh, We thank you for those. We do see those of you who are faithful listeners, who... Um, who listen on such a regular basis and we're just blown away that you guys um, enjoy listening to our (laughs) silly conversations so um, uh, it it just it helps keep us going honestly to see that people are tuning in that people are finding worth in what we're doing in these conversations that we're having here that's why we do this and um, we thank you guys very much so until we talk to you next week go out and be Jesus to one another go out and show his light to the world and we will talk to you next Tuesday